What's up, sinners? Welcome back to the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast. Coming to you live from the capital city of the Bible Belt, lovely Lynchburg, Virginia, and the home of the graduating class of the evil empire. Yeah, that went down this weekend. Hope you all are doing well. It's been a couple weeks since I've done a podcast, and uh, it's been busy. Life is kind of crazy. You know how it works. It's been good, though. It's been real good. And um, I'd just like to say I'm putting this out on Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And to all of you that have a mom, please let your mom know how special she is. Because she is. Now, she might be <coughs> she might be a bit of a pain in the ass like mine, but it's okay. We love them all the same. We love them all. So um, lots been going on. Lots been going on that I can talk about. First of all, it's Mother's Day. Uh, I did a Mother's Day uh, episode for this podcast about a year ago. Well, a year ago because it was Mother's Day. And if you would like to go back to listen to that, I hope you do. And um, I guess a few months ago or a few months after that, I did a podcast on my opinion of abortion and the issue of abortion. And now might be a good time to go back to listen to that as well. Um, A lot's been going on. A lot of crazy stuff. You know, Will Smith smacked Chris Rock and somebody tried to attack Dave Chappelle. And Johnny Depp's going through a bitter divorce. (laughs) Poor thing. That's the saddest thing that I've seen lately is those two. I mean, that's, I don't know what's more pathetic. Those two or the people that are enthralled by those two. It's kind of a toss-up. But um, something that's going on that's happened recently that shows you the the crumbling of our establishments, probably as good an example as I can think of, is the leaked letter from the Supreme Court Justice recently um, that came out in the last week or so, talking about the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And this just falls in line with the chaos that is around us at all times. It seems like we go from from one uh, tragedy, from one drama to the other. You know, Trump was elected, and that divided the country. And then we had COVID, and that was that was stressing us out for a while. Then the Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd issues, which was horrible, that stressed us all out for a while. And we just keep moving on to other things, uh, the war in Afghanistan. Not Afghanistan, I'm sorry, in Ukraine. I've got Afghanistan in my brain, I'm sorry. Um, you know, these things keep happening. Just The Russians invaded the Ukraine, and that becomes a new drama. Just all this just drama. And it keeps coming. It's like it's on a schedule. It's like every three or four months, we get something new to drive us crazy. And sometimes, you know, it's it's logical, it makes sense. And sometimes it just... You wonder if there's a method to the madness. You wonder if it's all planned, if it's all some big puppet show. And and the puppet masters are pulling our strings and and basically dictating our emotions and controlling our, our feelings. Sometimes it kind of feels like what's going on. And I don't like to dive into every conspiracy theory in the world, but this one makes a little sense. It's like they're, they're trying to keep us on edge, trying to keep us a little off-center. I need a sip of water. Thanks. So um, I'd like to talk a little bit about Roe v. Wade. If you go back and you listen to my episode where I talk about the abortion issue, it's all out there. You can hear exactly how I feel about it. But 
to me, Roe v. Wade is a little bit bigger than just uh, conservative people not wanting women to terminate their pregnancies. And on the other side, women want to be able to control their body and what happens to it. It's a little deeper than that, I think. So Roe v. Wade was decided originally on January 22nd, 1973. That was the day, actually, that I turned six months old. So there's that. But what Roe v. Wade is to me, and this, some of these thoughts may sound a little harsh, so if I offend you, I'm not really going to apologize, but I will understand why you're offended. So I like to think about the big picture. I like to think about things without the lens of Jesus or without the lens of Christianity trying to influence my thought process. And the one thing that I hate to see in the world is I hate to see suffering. I hate to see anyone hurt. I hate to see anyone in pain. I hate to see anyone go without. Um, I don't watch horror movies. I don't watch YouTube videos of people hurting themselves. Um, I can't watch sad stuff of little kids crying. I just can't do it. It makes me too sad. And so... I look at what are the things in the world that go on that causes this suffering? What causes the kids to be crying on their TV and forces me to change the channel and watch something else? What causes pain and suffering? What causes poverty? What causes bad things to happen in our world? I mean, that's a very broad question. It's a very simplistic question. But it's how my brain works. I'm a pretty simple guy. And one thing that I think that causes a great deal of our problems is overpopulation. And it's not so much the fact that we have too many people. Yes, I think there's probably too many people on this planet. But there's too many people that aren't loved. There's too many people that are lost. There's too many people that fall in the cracks of society. They're on the street, they're homeless, maybe they have some mental instabilities that cause trouble. They can't function in the normal nine to five. Everybody works in a cubicle for eight hours a day and goes home and cooks a frozen dinner for their family. They can't function in that world, so they're outcast. They're shunned. They end up on the streets. They end up becoming a burden on society because sometimes they uh, we have to feed them and sometimes... They commit crimes, and sometimes bad things happen. There's a lot of unloved people in our world, and I hate to say that because it sucks, but it's true. And when I look at the issue of abortion and Roe v. Wade and the thought that it could, it could actually be overturned and that a woman's right to terminate her pregnancy could come to an end sometime soon. It makes me worry because the people who are trying to make this happen, I don't think have a grasp of the big picture. They don't really have a grasp of what's going on in the world. They don't understand the problems out there for people who are 
thrown away, people that aren't loved, people that are lost and on their own. They don't understand the situation because they don't see the situation. These multimillionaires that sit on Capitol Hill and they vote to approve or disapprove of laws that affect you and me every day, they don't see our lives. They don't experience our, our lives, and they don't live a life that's anywhere compatible to ours. They don't see pain. They don't see homelessness. They don't see um, the mental health crisis that's going on. They just don't see it. They're either in their rich house or their big house with a big gate around it or they're on Capitol Hill, you know, elbow to elbow with all the other millionaires that fill Capitol Hill. They don't see what goes on just a few hundred yards away from Capitol Hill. The despair, the loneliness, the mental health issues. They don't see it. If you don't see the problem, then you don't understand the need for a resolution. You don't understand the need for the remedy to fix it. And I think one thing that will happen if Roe v. Wade is overturned, and what we all need to be prepared for, is that we're going to create a world with a lot of unwanted pregnancies that are going to turn into unwanted babies. Now, if you think that every life is precious and every life is special, and you believe that because your Bible tells you that, and your Bible tells you that abortion is murder, that terminating a pregnancy is wrong, if you really believe that as a Christian, then I challenge you to take in the unwanted babies once they're born. The young girl who was raped or the young girl that got pregnant because she was being silly and made one bad decision. Take that baby in. Oh, ye conservative, Christian, Republican, anti-abortionist, pro-life people. If you're so pro-life, you should start taking these babies in that are unwanted by other households and by young moms. You should take them in. If you have made the decision that you believe that you should control the decisions that a young girl in a bad situation can make, then you should be the remedy. You should take care of the problem. You should take all of these unwanted pregnancies in yourself because you're causing it. Now, the one thing about the Republican pro-life side that has always kind of amazed me. Now, I'm going to tell you that I'm not anti-Second Amendment. I'm not anti-gun. But I will tell you that the Second Amendment went into effect at a time in the world where really the only weapons out there were knives, muskets, and bows and arrows. Um, no one could have foreseen weapons of mass destruction. No one could have seen machine guns, fully automatic weapons with large capacity magazines. Nobody could have foreseen that. But yet they'll jump up and down and they'll say it's covered by the Second Amendment. Everyone has the right, everyone has the right to be armed. Well, the problem is now in society, we have a lot of mentally unstable people that have easy access to weapons. Turn on your news every day. 
you'll see it. We don't turn on the news every day anymore being shocked when there's a mass shooting. We turn on the news now every day wanting to know where the mass shooting was and how many people were, were killed. That's our mentality now. We hope for the best but expect the worst. Actually, I don't even know if we hope for the best anymore. But a lot of this is happening because the Republicans will protect you when you're in the womb. But once you come out, they will fight to protect the person who bought the weapon that killed you. That's how it works. I made a joke a long time ago. If you really want a Republican to care about your child, you should figure out a way to shove them back up into the womb. Because that's how, that's how they live. They've, they've proven it. They've shown it. Their words, their actions tell it. They don't want anyone to terminate a pregnancy. They don't care if you get shot up at a mall by somebody who probably should not have had access to a weapon, but they did because they believe in the Second Amendment. Take that into account. Think about that. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, I'm not anti-gun. But I think there needs to be more, I'm not going to use the word control. I think there needs to be more discretion used as to who gets a gun, who gets to keep a gun, who gets to use a gun. And I'm not the one who gets to make that decision. There needs to be checks and balances in place. There really does. Um, you know, if, if, you've, if you've committed a violent crime, misdemeanor or felony, I don't think you should have access to firearms. I just don't. Um, if you are under, um, if you are under any kind of treatment from a mental health professional, whether it be schizophrenia or any kind of violent tendencies are shown, I don't think you should have access to a weapon. I just don't. But that's just me. But the Republicans, the far right wing Republicans, will have you believe that you cannot terminate a pregnancy of an unborn child, but you can shoot them as soon as they come out. That's that's how they roll. And I'm concerned. I'm I'm, I'm deeply concerned about this because Nothing pains me more than to know that someone isn't loved, that someone doesn't have someone else. I have a very small family left. I don't communicate a lot with my extended families. It's me, it's my mom, it's my brother, it's my girlfriend and her family. Outside of that, I'm not really that close to anybody. And I, I choose to keep certain people at arm's length because I don't think they're healthy for me. But... I'm not trying to tell anybody else how to live. I promise you I'm not. I know I sound like I'm ranting. I'm trying to tell you what you should think. I'm really not on this one. Because I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the answer is. I'm pretty certain that trying to tell a woman what she can or can't do with her body is not the answer. I think if these Republicans spent as much time lobbying to overturn Roe v. Wade, if they spent that much time and energy trying to figure out a way to cure homelessness or to make the mental health um, world a better place, to make it easier to access 
mental health help, without the stigma, without the pay. I mean, you, you, you see homeless people that have nothing. The only thing they have is their mental health issues. You really think they can afford to go see a therapist? No, it doesn't make sense. Therapy and therapists are for well-off people, people that have the means. And this has to be fixed. Everyone should have access to health care, especially mental health care. It's in everyone's best interest to know that everyone is getting the help that they need. So if Roe v. Wade ends up being overturned, and we go back to being a country where abortion is illegal and girls and women are going to be forced to have babies that they really don't want or are not equipped to handle, the health care issue is only going to get worse. The mental health issues of people around the country, they're only going to get worse. We're going to put an even bigger strain on infrastructure. We're going to put a bigger strain on the world of healthcare, we're going to put a bigger strain on the school systems. We're going to put a bigger strain on everything. And I think we've seen over the last couple of years with the COVID and the pandemic and all of that that we're our facilities are not set up for this. They're not designed to handle millions of people that are just floating around the world with issues upon issues. They have nowhere else to go. We're going to become a nation of people that are depressed, that are full of anxiety, and are eventually could potentially become dangerous and violent. There's nothing worse for me than to see a kid crying on TV, even if it's in a TV commercial. You know, those goddamn commercials for the for the the ones they use the song and they show the dogs in slow motion and the dogs look fucked up and there's the sad song playing in the day. What is it called? The Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. That shit upsets me and it's going to get worse. You're, you're going to end up, the next generation, you're going to end up not just seeing homeless people on your street corners asking for change. You're going to see rampant violence everywhere. More so than there is now. It's it's going to get it's going to get bad. That's really the only thing I have confidence in right now is that if you overturn this and you create a generation and then two generations and then three generations where there's literally thousands, if not millions, of unwanted pregnancies out there, it's gonna be a very sad world. And I don't wanna see that. I don't I don't wanna see things go that way. I want every child that's born into this existence to be loved and to be taken care of and to be nurtured and to be taught and to be shaped and molded into good citizens. That's the only way for us to have a good world to live in is we have to take care of each other. But if you come into a world and you come out of the womb not being loved and not being wanted, you get two strikes against you from day one. And that's the truth. So what can we do about this? Concerned citizens out there. Open-minded, free-thinking citizens. What can we do about this? Well, 
the obvious thing is you can call your local representative, you can call your local legislator and say, hey, I think this is a bad idea. I think Roe v. Wade should stay intact and stay what it is. But the reality of that actually working is slim to none. I can promise you that your local legislator, your local government official, is not going to listen to you unless you give them money. That is why lobbies are so big, and that's why every corporation, every cause, everyone has a lobby in Washington, D.C., and these lobbies are loaded to the gills with money, and they end up in the pocket of politicians. So, writing your congressman is probably not going to work. Calling your your local delegate is probably not going to work. So, what can we do? You know... We're not really good at protesting in this country. I've made the joke before that protesting in this country consists of, hey, man, you want to go out and grab a bite to eat after we protest for a couple hours? That's protesting in our country. That's how we do it. What can we do? I don't know. Protesting might work. It would have to be huge. It would have to be handled in a way that would be important. You'd have to have some big mouth important people on our side and have them stand up and say hey this isn't right we need to talk about it um i don't think firebombing politicians offices are the is a good idea i don't ever think that's a good idea i don't think violence is the answer contrary to many republicans who would probably think that violence is the answer you know a lot of republicans in the past said if you were anti-abortion you should go you know, fuck up a facility, maybe shoot an abortion provider or go blow up the Planned Parenthood office in your local area. No, I don't want to stoop to that. I don't think that's the answer either. I think talking about it might be the answer. Maybe just, you know, assembling groups of people to say, hey, you know what, maybe we should think about this. Maybe we should think about what the world is going to look like if we fill it up with unwanted pregnancies, if we fill it up with babies that are coming out with two strikes against them because they weren't wanted to begin with. Maybe we should think about that. If you're a school teacher, think about what it's going to be like in 10 years or 10 years after Roe v. Wade was overturned when you're teaching fifth grade and you've got a kid that uh, parents won't even come to PTA meetings, won't even come to the parent-teacher conference because the kid was unwanted to begin with. That's what's going to happen. Think about that. If you're in the healthcare industry, if you're a doctor, if you're a nurse, if you're a nurse practitioner, if you're a if you're a x-ray tech, if you're whatever you are, think about all the kids you're going to see that are going to come in with broken limbs and busted lips and bloody noses because they weren't loved in the beginning of their life. Maybe they're never loved throughout their childhood. Think about that. You know, think about the potential for disaster. Think about it. Imagine a world full of unwanted, unloved people and what that would look like. This is the one thing that science has proven, they've done many tests over the years, that not just the first few years of a child's life, but just the first few hours, a mother's touch in the hospital 
immediately after after birth. It's been proven that that's incredibly important. The laying on the mother after birth and the mother holding the baby close over the next few days and doing the feeding. That's been proven by science that that is extremely important. That makes a vast difference in how our life is going to end up. Those first few days of our life may determine our entire path. So, you know, I was lucky. My mother wanted me. And, you know, that's a great thing. If she hadn't have wanted me, and she still gave birth to me, what would my life be like? Who would I be? What would I have done by now? I'm almost 50. Would I have it together? Would I have a good head on my shoulders? Would I be nonviolent? Would I be non-addicted? Would I have been capable of loving someone else? Love may be what it all comes down to. How do you teach someone who was never loved or never wanted how to love, how to go out into the world and love your fellow man? How do you do that? Is it possible? Can it be done? Those first few hours and those first few days are so fucking critical, so important. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how to keep Roe v. Wade from being overturned. I just know that I've always thought that it was utterly ridiculous for a bunch of grown men to stand around and talk about what women should or should not be allowed to do with their bodies. That's the most ridiculous conversation that I can think of. Doesn't make any sense to me. Never will make any sense to me. And the only thing I can hope for is that way of thinking eventually dies out. These old, hard-headed Republicans take it to the grave with them, and the next generation are a little smarter, a little wiser, a little more adept. But I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I just know that uh, there's already enough unloved, unwanted people in the world, or at least they feel that way. The fact that anybody would feel unloved or unwanted should be considered the crime. It's not the fact that a pregnancy was terminated with a girl who was too young to take care of herself, much less take care of a baby. So I'm going to leave it at that. I really hope this episode has made you think because everything I've talked about today, I've been thinking about. I don't know what the response is. I know what I want the outcome to be, but I don't know what it's going to be. And I'm a little worried. Actually, I'm a lot worried. I'm 50 years old. I take care of myself and I'm healthy. Maybe I'll be around for another 50 years. But what's the world going to look like? What is the world going to look like? What's the world going to look like when the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court, not the president, not Capitol Hill, but the Supreme Court itself decides what the future of our population looks like, decides what the future of our health care system looks like, decides what the future of the school system looks like. This one decision can determine all that. So it's important. It's important that you think about it. That's what I'm talking about. I want you to think about it. I want you to think about not just the consequences of yourself. Think about what it must be like to be born into a situation where you don't get to be held or, 
or the person that just gave birth to you may not even want to hold you because you were unwanted. Imagine what that might be like. Think about that. All right, all right, all right. Back to the business at hand. All right. So um, a couple weeks ago, last episode, I reached out, talked about the future of this podcast and where I'd like to see it go. And um, mentioned the fact that I might be interested in taking on a co-host on a temporary or permanent basis. And a couple of you have reached out to me for that. So thank you very much. I appreciate the feedback. And I'll be reaching out to those two in the next couple of days to maybe set up a time, a dry run maybe, where we sit down and record something. I'd like to hear how it sounds, see how it works, see if we click, see if we connect. And I'll be doing that in the next couple of days. Um, thank you for listening. This is your Bible Belt Atheist Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. hope you got something out of it. I really hope this one made you think. Please feel free. Go back to listen to last year's podcast that I did about Mother's Day. And if you go back a little bit, uh, there's a podcast that I did about the abortion issue. So please check those out. Uh, please think about it. Please think about our future, humanity, not just Republican versus Democrat, not just conservative versus liberal. Just think about life and our place in it so anyway thank you for listening if this was your first time thank you very much i hope you got a lot out of it if this was your first time you picked a humdinger so please go back and check out previous episodes because i think you might like it if you have come back for more if this is not your first time to listen if you are a repeat offender a repeat sinner thank you thank you thank you i greatly appreciate it if you'd like to reach out to me please do i would love ideas on episodes for the future i would love some input about maybe bouncing some stuff off of someone else's brain and having some interaction and having a co-host for an episode or two or maybe something more long term who knows what's going to happen um but please reach out to me let me know what you think you can reach out to me the email is the bible belt atheist podcast at gmail.com no capital letters no punctuations just the bible belt atheist podcast at gmail.com I thank you very much for listening. I hope you think about today's topic quite a bit. hope you think about how it might affect your life and the life of all the mothers out there. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Now get out there and get to sinning.